0: Everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Real Deal Show, presented by eBodyboarding.com and Try Boards. On today's episode, when he was paddling out in Big Pipeline and taking off on some super heavy barreling waves, and I don't know how he did it, he dropped neat on these boards, bottom turn pulled into barrel, so certainly worthy of a cover shot. Well, hey everyone. Jay Real here. Welcome to The Real Deal Show, and this show is going to be kind of unique. I thought it would be kind of fun to take Bodyboarding Magazine, which was published from 1985 until sometime in the mid-90s, I believe, and sort of look back at some of the old issues so we could... See what bodyboarding was like really in that golden era of bodyboarding. In some of my first shows, uh, in fact, the first three shows, I went over my early career as a pro bodyboarder, how I got to that point, and my move to California and how it all started. So this sort of takes up where that left off. So I had a friend, an old friend named Don Craig, that came in here to our office at ebodyboarding.com, And Don was an instrumental character in the early part of my career. He worked for O'Neill Sportswear and Wetsuits and signed me to my first professional contract as a pro bodyboarder. Uh, I still see Don. I see him surfing. He came to the 50th anniversary of the boogie celebration that we had down at T Street. And we had a conversation and he was kind enough to stop by and give me this book, which is a bound... Uh, edition of basically all the 1988 bodyboarding magazines. So there's several in here. We'll just go through maybe the first one. We'll see how we go in terms of time. Uh, but this is uh, the 1988 special edition. As you can see, Jack the Ripper Lindholm is on the cover. For those of you who don't know who Jack the Ripper Lindholm is, is He was um, uh, and is still uh, basically the pioneer of the drop knee stance in bodyboarding. He uh, is from Hawaii, and he was really the first guy that I ever saw a picture of riding in the drop knee stance at Pipeline on the boards of that day. And keep in mind, um, this is the late 70s when bodyboards were basically like yoga mats. They were super flexible. Um, They had no slick bottoms, no stringers, of course, and they all had polyethylene cores, which were even more flexible in the warm waters of Hawaii where Jack was riding them. And he was paddling out in big pipeline and taking off on some super heavy barreling waves. And I don't know how he did it. He dropped neat on these boards, bottom turn pulled into barrel. So certainly worthy of a cover shot. Uh, And in fact, that cover shot, you know, was, I don't even know if that was his first one. I'm not sure. But at any rate, Jack featured pretty heavily. Here's an Alita ad of Jack. Uh, Alita was a wetsuit brand that supported bodyboarding right from the get-go back in those days. A lot of surfing brands were jumping into the bodyboarding world because they probably saw it as, you know, the next big thing and a potential customer base they could dive into. So you're going to see in this, excuse me, in this particular episode uh, of The Real Deal Show, a lot of this stuff in this magazine that that involves surfing brands. Um, Those of you listening on the podcast, I'll try to describe what we're looking at too, since you're You're not able to see the YouTube uh, version of the show. So um, to start out with, I mentioned Alita. Um, There was a big sportswear brand back in those days called Life's a Beach. And Life's a Beach was jumping heavily into the apparel business. And I'm holding up now a picture of one of the Life's a Beach ads. Obviously, you know, things were different back then. It was bodyboarding was sort of fun and there was no sort of hardcore vibe to it at that point. They were really pushing the whole fun aspect of it. I think their thought was, let's get parents into this thing, get the parents involved, and get the kids into the sport, so let's make it fun. So they had a cartoon drawing in this Life's a Beach ad, which was kind of cool. Keith Sasaki features heavily in, in this particular issue. Keith was, you know, one of the top guys. He had been U.S. champ and was one of the top competitors in the sport, um, you might've seen my interviews with Keith. Uh, if you haven't, you can go back and check the real deal show archives there. I had a great couple of interviews with Keith, um, that we did a couple of months ago. Cavin Okamura was a prodigy. He was sponsored by O'Neill and he was coming up the ranks. He was one of the hottest young riders in the sport from Hawaii, still friends with, uh, with Caven today as well. And, and I, um, You know, love the guy. Great guy. Uh, This picture here, Eric Fairbanks, this guy with the mustache. (laughs) Eric um, was the editor of the magazine at that point, or he was about to be. So he took over for a guy named Bill Delafield, uh, who was also one of the editors back in that day. Um, A picture here that I'm going to show, this is a Pipelines ad. Pipelines, I believe, was a – yeah, they were a leash and accessory manufacturer. And J.P. Patterson rode for them. That's that ad uh, there with him sort of hunching over. And, again, Keith Sasaki with a model in an ad for O'Neill. And I believe that girl's name was Teresa. I could be wrong. Maybe Keith will correct me when he, if he sees this. Um, and you can see, by the way, Keith riding – uh, one of the early generations of Mach 7 with the orange bottom on it. Those were some really good boards back in the day. Uh, I mentioned surf companies. I'm holding up an ad for a clothing brand called Instinct, which was uh, a brand that was started, I believe, by Michael Thompson, a surfer, a pro surfer from South Africa, cousin of the famous Sean Thompson. Um, so they were really trying to jump in. Uh, to the bodyboarding world, and they you know, they didn't really have a team rider, so they put a generic photo of a bodyboarder in there at that point. Um, I mentioned the whole cartoon thing. I'm holding up an ad here for BA Surf Stuff. This is a, a surf shop in Manhattan Beach. They ran a full-page ad. Again, cartoon bodyboarder. So definitely not a hardcore um, vibe to the sport at that point. It was all about fun. And Danny Kim... Airwalk ad. Airwalk uh, was a shoe company, and here's Danny not even wearing shoes. They were a skateboard shoe brand, but they were really pushing into the surf side of things and trying to get some recognition. Uh, moving down the line, another ad with Jack the Ripper Lindholm on one side. And we see a belly jelly ad of Cameron Steele on the other side. Belly jelly is a product we still sell here at ebodyboarding.com. They have not changed their logo in all these years. This is back in 1988, mind you. Um, Wetsuits, Madrid. Um, Sorry, not a wetsuit ad, but a Madrid bodyboard ad featuring, you know, three of the hottest young riders in Southern California at the time. Uh, we're, I'm going to show you a picture of Tom Prince, Bob Forbes, and Kevin Baker. So there, there's those guys. Madrid ad, and I don't even know what that other ad is. That brand, um, Turbo Bodyboards, it was a, a a shop in Hawaii run by a guy named Russ Brown. Russ was a very eccentric guy. He had been a helicopter pilot in Vietnam, and Russ was an artist. He was a master artist. He would also build these very unique bodyboards over in Hawaii. Some of you old school uh, riders would remember they were vinyl deck boards with really unique artwork on the vinyl, and they had a PVC hard bottom. They were extremely stiff. He even made ones with fin boxes so you could put fins on and off at will. And this ad that I just held up, he actually... Wrote an entire comic series called Captain Turbo. And it's basically got this sort of like superhero dude bodyboarding over here on a turbo bodyboard. It was a really unique ad campaign that really I haven't seen before or since then. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Moving on down the line here in the magazine. This was a unique product, the Aqua Eye. So this is a bodyboard with a porthole on the deck that you could lay on and actually like snorkel without actually dunking your head underwater. You just look through this porthole on the deck of the board. So they advertise in bodyboarding magazine. And as you can see, there's a skateboard ad for skateboard wheels in the magazine as well. And the guy's got stitches on his hand. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're going after a similar demographic. Uh, you know bodyboarding and skateboarding had some crossover, of course, I mentioned major surf brands there 's a rip curl ad with a a rider there that is unnamed so again they they didn 't really even have team riders at that point. they were just putting generic uh photos of bodyboarders in there trying to catch that bodyboarding market catch it um, was another clothing brand there 's an ad there from them um and We move on to a a legit bodyboarding brand, BZ. Bobby Zabad had just started his brand and was, you know, using a little bit of uh, sex sells type marketing there by putting a bikini clad young lady in that ad. Uh, And by the way, the articles, I haven't even talked about the articles in the magazine. Um, You know, this particular article that's on this page was a recap of the Maury Nationals contest, uh, in which I believe Mike Stewart, uh, won. There was $8,000 purse. Yeah. Mike Stewart won. That was Labor Day weekend, um, in 1988, I believe maybe 87. And, uh, the magazine also had, you know, like stats on some of the top pros. And here's a really cool profile of Shawnee Oide who later married Akka Lyman, and uh became one of the you know more well-known female bodyboarders ever out of Hawaii. Um fun times there. <laughs> um and here's a pretty interesting um it's a it's like a pictorial of some of the top photographers in the sport of that day. Aaron Chang, you've got Tom Boyle in there, Don King and so on. Aaron Lloyd, some of the top photographers. So, goes over Uh, some information about them, and then shows some interesting photos. By the way, early wave pool shot up here um, on the top of right in front of my face there. Uh, There was a contest at a wave pool back uh, in the late 80s, a few actually. One was at Wild Rivers up in Irvine, and I believe that picture is from Wild Rivers. I'm almost positive that's Wild Rivers uh, in Irvine, California. So, yeah, they talk about, the photographers talk about, you know, how many years they've been shooting, what equipment they use, where their favorite spot is to shoot, um, favorite subject of their photos, might be a rider in particular, um, you know, someone who really stands out. Um, Here's Aaron Lloyd. I worked a lot with Aaron. He got my first cover shot ever. And this picture up here on the top, my fingers pointing up there, I'm in that shot with Uh, A couple other guys, Ross Hawk and Bob Bell from Australia and Ben Severson is behind me. I don't know what we were doing. We were just messing around out in the water at a spot um, over on the west side of Oahu, which I will remain, um, let remain nameless. (laughs) Uh, And Ha'oli Rees was just sort of starting to come into the scene. There's Ha'oli on a pretty solid wave at pipe, charging. Uh, Dean Marzal, still a friend of mine today. This guy's one of the top all around riders from Hawaii back in those days. And he later became a career lifeguard in Hawaii. Great guy. Super, super friendly dude. And, um, you know, always fun to surf with. And then, uh, you know, we get to Jeff Hornbaker, who's one of the top surfing photographers of the day, and he used to work with Mike Stewart quite a bit. There's a shot of Mike with some spiky 80s style hair, (laughs) a la Billy Idol. So the photos go on and on. A lot of cool stuff from the different photographers. Some really interesting shots. You got Pat Caldwell down there in the bottom pulling into a barrel. Of course, Pat was on the first ever cover of Bodyboarding magazine. Sasaki doing a really nice snap, uh, throwing rail. That was his specialty, and he was really one of the best ever at that. So, some of these guys have some really artsy, artsy photos in here. Um, the first ever pipeline, Mori pipeline champion, that's Daniel Kaimi right there. A photo by Pierre Brulier from Huntington. And a young Kainoa McGee up there on the top. Look how skinny Kainoa was. He was a little skinny kid, later became uh, the Kainoa that we know now. And the famous Money Stall by Seamus Mercado on the bottom there. Look at that, pulling up on the nose of the board. That was a move that um, Ben Severson used to do. And I mentioned in an earlier show about the the money you would make if your sponsor's logos would appear in the magazine, and that is a good way to do it. Get in the barrel, photographers in there, yank up on that nose, get all those logos in the shot. Famous shot of Mike doing a really cool cutback with a really mean expression on his face. Good one, Mike. Um, And we continue on down the line. There's an old ad of me from Flohos. Uh, doing a lay back in the barrel drop knee and then squatting on the rocks watching myself i don't know why they came up with that ad concept it was kind of strange doesn't really even show the sandals all that well but the best part was i did get a couple logos see my board in the foreground and the swim fin outline so i got paid on that one from my other sponsors (laughs) which was cool um All right, Cameron Steele endlessly ribbed for this particular ad for Peggers. Peggers were a really funny product back then. There was a big trend on, like, pegging the cuffs of your pants. Uh, You know, so they it was like a style thing. So they were literally these, like, plastic pegs that clipped the cuff of your pants together, if you can see that. Cameron is still teased to this day about the uh, Peggers ad, and there you saw him. (laughs) that shot. Cameron, love you, buddy. I'm going to get you in here to be on one of the shows. Um, this is pretty cool. Wave Rebel did this, uh, like it was a contest. They had a a shot of Pat Caldwell doing a 360, and you had to color it in, you know, with crayons or whatever you want, and then you mail it into them, and they pick a winner, and the winner would get, um, looks like a uh, free pack Caldwell board. Yeah. Custom built. Wow. Pretty cool. Wonder who won that. This was a unique guy, a guy named Joe Foster, who be, later became a, like a punk rock musician and then photographer. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had this unique style where he would sort of body surf with his body board. He would also lay on the board, but he did this body surfing thing where he held it out like a handboard. Real unique style of riding. Um, and you know, uh he had a brief but exciting career. He kind of looked like vanilla ice, really. <laughs> um, I mentioned the fun aspect of the sport. You know, the photographers always wanted us smiling in the shots. You could see Ben Sievers in there in a body glove ad, giving it a big smile back in the day. And look at this. We got Vision Streetwear. Again, skateboard company advertising in the bodyboarding mag. So, you know, the ad sales guys really went after the... Uh, you know, the outside industry companies, you know, probably pushing the fact that demographics were the same. Um, So that is the end of that first issue that I'm going to cover tonight. And that, by the way, was the February-March 1988 Special Edition. There's some really cool, cool uh, magazines that I'm going to cover in the future. And that's the cover of the next one, which, which we'll get to in the next show. So that's it for the Real Deal Show today. I hope you enjoyed this brief trip down memory lane. I'm going to go over some of the stories behind some of these shots in, uh, in a future shows where I cover Bodyboarding Magazine. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, give me the thumbs up, throw in some comments, and please subscribe. And uh, we can give you plenty of cool stuff to look at on our eBodyboarding YouTube channel, including all of the real deal shows. That's it. See you folks. Bye.